Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all and welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CT Football Pick'ems Podcast. I'm your host Pete Paguaga and I am joined by your boy Sean Patrick Foley. Sean, what's up? What's going on? Petey Page Views Pick'em Podcast. <laughs> That's a lot of words. It's an alliteration for you. <laughs> That's it. Guys out there. That's we'll it. Press your teachers. Well, the one thing we haven't learned on this podcast is how to pick games right. So right now, last week, Mike Fornabio, Joe Morelli, Dave Stewart went nine and one. Good for them. Sean Barker, Scott Erickson, Chris McNamee, eight and two. You and I went seven and three. Yeah. Uh, Dan Brecklin went six and four, and the eight ball went six. Uh, went five and five overall. McNamee, Fornabio were tied at the top at thirty six and fourteen. Stewart, thirty four sixteen. I'm barely like above at thirty three seventeen. Then Sean, Erickson, and Morelli are 32 and 18. Barker and Breckland are 30 and 20. And the eight ball is in last at 26 and 24. How bad is it that the bosses who don't even go to games, but the two bosses, they don't go to games. I'm only two games ahead of. Them. Yeah, I know. I'm only three. Uh, yeah, not good. I think we're starting to see some separation. Uh, this past week was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, Crosby, coming through for not coming through for us. Yeah, that was not great. That was not ideal. Uh, dog and tuck lost. Everyone lost that one. Uh, yeah, it was a weird week, but uh, we got most people back. Some people are off. Um, so we got a whole list of ten games. Sean, are you ready to uh to dive Let's on? Let's do here? it. Let's rip the Band-Aid off, Pete. Let's go. Let's just go. All right, here we go. Starting at the top, we got Hartford Public, 3-1. and one. Oh. Going to Tallinn for the 2-3 and three Eagles. Hartford Public, 3-1. and one. They beat Rocky Hill this year. They beat Bridgeport Central and Lewis Mills. Uh, Tallinn, like I said, 2-3. and three, Has a win over Weaver and Lewis Mills. They both played common opponents. They both played Lewis Mills, both wins. And they both played the East Catholic both losses. Huh. Uh, we talked about East uh, Tallinn a little bit uh, a couple episodes ago, but you know, Sean, this new Hartford Public, you know, it's a new coach, uh, new era for the Owls, and here they are with a three and one start. Yeah, not bad. I mean, you know, I mean, some pretty solid wins there, and uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know much about them other than the new coach Courtney Jackson. I mean, Christian Garcia is not there anymore, right? No. I don't even think Christian Garcia was 3-1. I think they were 2-2 two two at one point. 
Yeah. Um, but they were really good last year. But uh, that's a good start for our public. I mean, I know Harry went before he left. Thought he had a pretty good crew there for whoever whoever took over from him. But so far, so good. Uh, boy, this should be it's kind of a toss-up game. I am going to go with. Wow, this is a hard one. I'm going to go with Hartford Public. I'm going to really? kind of. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hartford Public. I mean, what the heck, right? I'm just kind of going to roll the dice here. Well, it's not a bad game to roll the dice. I am going to go with Tolland. Um, I still got a soft spot for the Eagles. Um, Ryan Carlson's not there anymore. I know. Ryan Carlson's not there. Aiden Clark, the quarterback of that team, was just the uh, player of the week, I think, in the NEC for Central. He's a very mm. good kicker. Uh, he was very good in, in high school. Or, or punter. Special team something. Anyway, I'm going to go with Tolland. Um, I think just looking at the comparisons – of uh, who they played and what the scores were. That's the math I'm doing in my head. So that's where we are. Exactly. That's exactly what it's a toss-up. All right, we got another one. We got another one that could be that I think is potentially a toss-up. We got Bullard Colby coming in at one and three, and they are traveling to Pat Kidney Field to play the 0-4 DGX. Uh, Bullard Haven's only win this year is against Bridgeport Central. Came the first game of the year. BG Tex has lost to Northwest Catholic, Cheney, Northwest Catholic, Northwest United, Cheney Tech, Platte Tech, and Thames River. So not the easiest beginning of the Tech League schedule there. Obviously, Northwest United is undefeated. Cheney Tech's the defending champs. Platte Tech just knocked off Quinnebog Valley last week. And Thames River is also undefeated. So I think this one's kind of a toss-up, too, because I, once Bullard beat Bridgeport Central, I thought... You know, maybe they would be able to rack up some wins here in the CTC, but, you know, they've run into Thames River, O'Brien Tech, and ATI. So, you know, in this one, I'm going to play close to home. I'm going to go with uh, with Bullard and Colby. I'm going to go with uh, with Derek Lewis, my guy, and I'm going to go uh, Bullard and Colby, get back in the win column. Sean? Yeah, I'm going to go with Bullard and Havens, too. Um I just, you know, I just think they play that. You know, they at least they have a win on there. So it's, it seems pretty simple to me. But who knows? I mean, yeah. maybe VG Tech shows up. Yeah, we, we shall see. All right. Now we're going to the ECC. We got a good one. We got 4 0 Wyndham, the Whippets, going to Killingly to play the 4 0 RPOs, POPs, whatever nicknames they got now. Make sure to listen to. Our interview with Chad Neal on the Meat Grinder. Interesting little note here. I'm looking at Wyndham's schedule. They are 4-0. Yes. I think I wrote this in their preview. They don't have a home game until the second to last game of the year. That's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I wrote that Warriors. preview. Yeah, I wrote their preview. They they have no home games until November 11th. As of now, we'll see if that actually happens. I believe they're getting their field fixed. So now they're going on the road to killing them. And this win, this, the Whippets... I love, I love their nickname, the Whippets. Led by uh, the Mangle twin. Uh, we always do this. The Mangle do it. cousins. The cousins who led the Whippets to a state basketball championship Travis in March. Mangle, yeah. And, uh, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> and then Victor Miha, the running yep. back who's got like over 600 yards, something like eight or nine touchdowns. Um, you know, the Whippets are good, but they're running into Killingly, right? Killingly, Soren Reef. Uh, you know, uh, Tommy Drabels, uh, Ben Jacks, uh, Noan Colangelo. I mean, Killingly's got dudes 
But I love to see Wyndham here, 4 0. I'm pumped for their program. I think it's super exciting. Uh, Sean, you get you get to go first on this one, though. I've seen them. Yeah, and you have seen I've them. actually watched Wyndham play. They've watched them beat up on EO Smith. The thing, the thing I love most about Wyndham is their defense. Like you said, those guys there flying around, all making plays. I mean, a bunch of guys picking off passes, and Mayhaw's just a bowling ball. Um, you know, he makes guys miss. They're going to be a tough going to be up there with one of their top. I don't know if it's quite Bloomfield, but it's going to be definitely Killing Lee's toughest opponent, opponent uh, uh, well, since then, at least. But uh, I'm very fascinated to see how they handle this. That's going to be tough there, though, Killing Lee. In the, in the den, or what do they call it there? Do they have a name for the field? Uh, the den? I, I, don't I don't know. It's got the well, They have a cannon in there got a cannon. that scares people and, you know, gives refs heart attacks and you know, but uh, I think it's going to be a pretty – it's the best game, I would say, at least, uh, east of the Connecticut River. Maybe even east of the Houstonic River. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I think if, you, if you're around that area and you like high school football, check it out. Uh, I'm going to go with Killian. You know, um, I don't – they haven't really given me any reason, really, to, to doubt them at this point. Uh, especially coming back against a, a pretty good Bloomfield team. Although that seems to be the order of the day with a lot of good teams coming back on on, uh, on Bloomfield. But uh, I don't know if Wyndham is ready for prime time just yet. But, uh, you know, this might be their last huge test. Maybe Ledger toward the end. Yeah, they got Waterford. But uh, certainly uh, this is a, a, a see where Wyndham stacks up in the – I think they're in class double S. Is that right? You've got perfect game – for them, I believe, as they head into the second half of the season. And I think it's a great opponent for them, like you said, you know, to kind of feel out where they are heading into the double S tor 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 yeah. The double S tournament. So Sean, you're gonna go with Killingly, I'm taking a I'm taking a guess. Yeah, I mean yeah, I'm gonna go with, I'm going with Killing. Uh it's you know, they've been pretty good, but uh, I don't know if they're killingly good just the yet. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with killing it as well, but I'm really excited to see how that game goes. All right, we're going to go down to the FCAC. We have 4-0 St. Joe's. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, 4-0. Here are the Hogs sitting at 4-0 at midseason. If you would have told me that earlier in the year, I would have laughed in your face. Sean would have laughed in your face. I think Joe Dell would have laughed in our face. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here they are at 4-0 with wins against Darian, Staples, Massick, and Danbury. And then they're going to play a Friday night game at Greenwich under the lights. That beautiful updated facility they have at Greenwich. Um, Greenwich came went into the bye week uh, with a big win against West Hill after losing to Southington, blowing a 21-0 lead. Um, this is another big test for Greenwich and another bigger test for St. Joe's. I mean, Singewall is playing with confidence. Hutch is hutching. You know, Riley Jordan's running the ball well. Then they got the linebacker, Jack Hill Martin. I mean, everything's clicking for St. Joe's. Greenwich, they got the bad taste out of their mouth after the loss to Southington and really put it to West Hill. Um, this is tough. I mean, this is really, really tough. But, I mean, I love that St. Joe's is 4-0. I love the, uh, the razzing. We have between them and us, uh -oh, and I'm gonna keep it going. I'm going oh! with Greenwich. I'm going with Greenwich. I'm gonna keep it going. If you're at St. Joe's and you listen to the show, you want me to pick against you. Yes, you do. <laughs> Sean, what do you think? You think St. Uh, St. Joe's could knock off Greenwich? 
You know, now looking back at St. Joe's victories, you know, Darianne was obviously a really big one. But, nah. The biggest one, I think, now is looking back at St. Joe's schedule is Staples. Yeah. And that was a dog fight there. I mean, granted, they, they you know, they had a fight with Danbury. But their their best win now was against Staples. They kind of beat beat Staples up a bit. And then Staples came back and, like, you know, rallied against St. Joe. I mean, yeah, it was closer than, what, 42 to 21. But... I think that was probably St. Joseph's best win. You know, meanwhile, Greenwich has been kind of living with the, you know, the targets on their back. You know, they're kind of carrying that burden. And, uh, and I think a lot, I think, and I think uh, Anthony Morello, the coach, uh, put it best when he said, now we can just get back to playing football after they lost to uh, Southington a few weeks ago. Because, you know, that's a lot of pressure to be number one when there isn't a clear-cut number one. So who is number one? You know, I don't know. Southington and those guys have kind of faltered a bit. This is an interesting game. I feel like Pete... I feel like St. Joe is due, though. I feel like at Greenwich, they're they're you know, under the lights down there. Um, you know, Konensburg and Wilson and the defense. You know, I mean, I, I expect a big game out of Clutch Hutch. Uh, see him again. He's following me around at every prep game I go to. There he is in the end zone, <laughs> eight ball guy, uh, our friends. But, uh, but you know what? And I, I'm sure I'm going to see him at the next game, too. <laughs> but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. I feel like St. Joe's kind of been riding the wave a little bit. And I think the wave's going to crash right now. All right. So going off to the SCC, this team, I'm really intrigued to see what they're going to be able to do. 4-0 Cheshire. All right. Cheshire's come in. I believe they jumped up to number 10 in the poll in the last poll. They beat New Milford in the opener. They beat Hillhouse. They beat, they beat Conard. I think we all expected them to be 3-0 to start the year. Then yep. they go and they beat Hand. All right, Han, I think was shut out for the third straight time. Twenty-eight, right. nothing. Yeah, yeah, not your, not your dad's Daniel Han team. Um, but right. here they are with an opportunity going up against Fairfield Prep. Yes, Fairfield Prep's one and three, but Fairfield Prep is still a very good program. Yeah. They still got a lot of bodies. They still got a lot of dudes. Prep, I mean, they lost to the team from Florida. They lost to New Canaan, and they lost to Hamden. You were at the Hamden game. You saw. Um, you saw that you saw prep against Hamden. I'm really intrigued to see what this Cheshire team is going to do. Obviously, Jeffrey, a quarterback, is playing really well. He's doing it with the dual legs. I think he's rushed for 100 yards his last like two games. Obviously, stud lacrosse player. Then they got Jeffrey Gonzalez, which I just find funny. Jeffrey and Jeffrey in the backfield. I'm the only one on the staff who like just gets like a little bit of amusement out of that. Anyway, I mean this this is the biggest game for Cheshire in a really long time. Um. Sean, you know, I went first on the other one, so you, you get to go first on this one. You know, you've seen Prep. What do you think of uh, Prep and Cheshire? Yeah, I haven't seen Cheshire. I have seen Prep. You know, I think I think uh, Fairfield Prep's record right now is not indicative, really, of how of, of how good they are. I mean, I don't. they're not last year's team. Uh, uh, hand ran up the hand. Hamden ran up and down the field on it a little bit um, defensively. That was kind of tough. Uh, offensively, they can score. I mean, they, they sure showed that. I watched a film of Cheshire. I haven't seen them live, and I don't know how big they are. I think Fairfield Prep outweighs most teams. Um, but I don't. I, Cheshire just maybe it was the the aspect ratio was wrong or something. But the Cheshire didn't look very big. So uh, at Fairfield Prep, kind of desperate at this point. You know, they might. You know, another loss here. Now they're learning the danger zone, even in the sixth division era. Of missing out in Class Double L, yeah, they get some extra points because they're playing in the, the lines and everything. But uh, they're going to be in big trouble. If they don't start winning games right away. 
um, you know, the only one they've they've got right now. What is Xavier? Yep. Right, and that was kind of a tough battle there. That said, I'm gonna go with Fairfield Prep. What the heck? You know, wow. I'm gonna say Chad. I'm gonna say they knocked Cheshire off here. Kind of throw a, a little bit of a monkey wrench into things. I, I, I you know, I, I mean, I, I was not gonna do it. I was really, uh, I was really kind of, you know, obviously Dreyfus is great. And I think Cheshire's really good, I, but you know, I need to take a leap of faith here and uh, and go with the Jesuits. Wow. Don't do me wrong, guys. Let's go. Wow. I'm, guys, I'm, you guys got to win a game. Let's I'm go. going I'm going with the Jeffries. I'm going with, with Don Trust. I'm going with the Rams. All I'm right. going with Cheshire. Cheshire easy goes pick. to 5-0. Oh. Not an easy pick. This is uh, not an easy game. This is not. Do not let the records the fool you about this. The least resistance. Pete. I'm trying to not come in last place this year. Uh, I think right. I was last place last year. I don't know. Uh, so Morelli was. Morelli was. All right. Off to the SWC. We got Stratford at 2-2. Two and two. Going to Pomperog, who is 0-4. Um, I'm going to go quickly on this one. I love what Nathan Tyler is doing at Stratford. Um, they won. Well, they win four games last year for the first time in a while. Uh, he's got him at 2-2. Two and two. They are playing hard football. You know, look, he's a great football coach. He went to Southern, just like me. I'm just as wise. But they got wins against Hillhouse and Weston. They ran into Barlow, played Avon, a playoff team last year, really close. Pomperog's run into Ward, New Fairfield, Farmington, and then obviously Newtown. But I, I just like what the Red Devils are doing. Bushka was the starting quarterback last year. He's got eight touchdowns in four games. All right, they got Tristan Pena. Love this kid. I see him all over Twitter, but he's super talented. He's second on the team in rushing. He's got He leads the team in receptions and yards and rushing touchdowns. He's just an all-around good football player. I'm going with the Stratford Red Devils. I'm going with Morelli's alum. Team you know, Morelli. Team Morelli. They're going to build a statue there in Stratford for him once. I, I just know it. But as soon as I sent these picks out and I created the board, I just moved the Stratford logo uh, uh, onto Joe's pick. So I'm <laughs> going to go with Joe. I'm picking Stratford. I'm going to go with Stratford, too. I, you know, Pomperick just has not showed me enough right now. Uh, you know, I know they've struggled. Uh, Newtown loss was, was, was a big one. I mean, they were right in there with Farmington, which, you know, gave up eight touchdowns a couple weeks later to, to Ram. Um, you know, New Fairfield obviously might have taken a little bit easy on them, but uh, I think Stratford has shown me enough. Beating Weston last week, uh, or sorry, at the end of September, yep. um, was was a pretty good one. Um, you know, Weston's not bad. Um, it's not the state championship team from a couple years ago, but who is? Uh, <laughs> so, in that said, you know, Stratford kind of bounces back here. Um, you know, with two straight, I'm going to go with the Red Devils. All right, we agree there. All right, we got a nice matchup. Two teams I think we've already talked about. The resurgent three and one Notre Dame West Haven Green Knights. We we had them on this show for week one, and then they lost, and we were like, we're done with them. We quit. Now they're kind of pulling me back. They're three and one. They got they've had some big wins. They beat North Haven, who let's not forget beat Shelton. They beat Bunnell, and they blew out Xavier forty to seven. That's better than what Fairfield Prep did to Xavier. Uh, and they had close wins against North Haven and Bunnell. They got Hand. Hand had the week off. Hand is coming off three shutouts. I think we looked it up when they were shut out twice. I think I went back to 1999 was like the last time they were shut out twice in a season. Then they got shut out again. 
I'm hoping the week off did them did them some good. You know, 14 days to prepare for opponent to figure stuff out. Um, I'm gonna jump right ahead though. I don't. I'm gonna say I don't think it's enough. I think Notre Dame is playing really well right now. Our boy Picota, Jacob Stanton, Christian Lewis, DiCaprio's got the boys rolling. You know what? In the wise words of Michael Scott from The Office, I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> Me too, Pete. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. You know, we've been singing their praises, saying, hey, you know what? This team's not so bad. They got beat up by West Haven. Guess what? West Haven's pretty good. West Haven's really good. Actually, West Haven, I have West Haven as my number 14 in the state right now. I don't know who stops them. I would wish they would play a harder schedule, but, you know, I wish that about a lot of teams. I wish the SEC would bounce the schedules out. You know, make it, uh, you know, the largest schools play the, the other largest schools. But, hey, you know what? Um, you know, I'm, I know it's different opinions here. But anyway, that all that said, Notre Dame, uh, let's go. I mean, uh, fool me once, shame on me. I'm sorry. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. If you guys bail on me again, that's it. We're broken up for good. That's it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Give us something, Notre Dame. Like, I'm sick of being my, my heart ripped out of my chest every time I pick you. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We are moving on. We got this lovely rivalry of sorts. We got 0-4 NFA coming to Shelton to play the 3-1 and Gals. Gals, a week off after a close loss to, no, uh, to North Haven. Kind of raised some eyebrows, like... Huh. I mean, North Haven's a great program. Coach Agnell does a great job there. But what happened to the greatest Shelton team since Danny Orlovsky? Yeah. Orlovsky wouldn't have lost to North Haven. All right, but they got NFA, who's got losses against Wilton, Killingly, Glastonbury, and Fish. I mean, look, I, it's not all's not well at NFA, but Wilton's 5-0 in the FCAC. Killingly's 4-0 in the ECC. Glastonbury's 4-0, or 5-0 in the CCC. And Fitch is one of the better teams in the ECC. So it hasn't been really smooth sailing for the Wildcats. And now they get Shelton. Yeah. And I think this Shelton team is pissed off. Sean, I took the last two, so I'll let you go first on this one. Oh, thanks a lot. Um, can we stop scheduling Shelton in NFA? I think we've, we've made the point. I think you guys made the point. We don't need this. This isn't a rivalry. This is just, you know, now you're just piling it up. Um you know, give Shelton, I don't know, give Shelton uh, Glastonbury or Southington or, yeah, something. Enough with the NFAs. I, you guys do this every year, Alliance guys. All right, enough. Um, Shelton's proved its point. Yeah, they got screwed, what, four years ago, whatever it is. Um, I, it's, those kids are long. Those kids are almost out of college now. Okay? All right. Anyway, with that said, I'm going with the Gales. Uh, NFA is just, you know, remember the days when NFA, nobody, they get NFA off my schedule, which led to stuff like the Alliance, the ECC teams don't want to play a double L school, the only double L school in their midst. Well, you know, forget that noise. Even Killing, you know, Killing's beating them up. Everybody's beating them up. Uh, get them now because, you know, I, I suspect they'll be back, but not, not today. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to double it up. I'm going off. I'm going with Shelton, I think. They're pissed. Not at NFA. I just think they're pissed about their last game. They're going to come out That's with a vengeance. That's a good assessment. That I would, if I'm Shelton, you should be. Yeah. You, know, you can't let North Haven run up and down the field on you, you know, and keep play keep away. You just can't do it. 
Nope. You need the ball, Shelton. Yep. All right. We got uh, an Alliance crossover game. We got 3-0 Thames River going to play Montville, who is 1-3. I've seen Thames River. They're good. I mean, obviously they play in the CTC, but they got really good guys. Obviously, Ryan Outlow, Seth Cunningham. They got other guys, too, uh, not just those. And you know, Thames River, they're kind of – I'm excited to kind of see what they can do. Obviously, you know, they, they already beat Plainfield, who's independent but was in the ECC. So I kind of count that as an ECC. They shut them out. Thames River's allowed just six points all year. Um, I, You know, Montville opened against Killingly. Sorry. Uh, good 10-point win against Bacon. They lost to Quinnebog, yeah, and uh, and they lost to Stonington. Um, so, uh, kind of a little bit torn here. Like you know, history tells me, oh, you got to pick the the non CTC school. This is not a regular Tech League football team, Thames River, and that's why I'm going with Thames River. I'm going with uh, whatever their nickname is. I'm going with the Water, the River, Crusaders. the Current, the Crusaders. The, are they the Crusaders? Um, I think so. They actually are the Crusaders. You're 100% right. But I'm going with Outlaw. I'm going with Coach Sylvester. We don't have a monitor here. <laughs> uh, no, we don't. We're all just kind of doing this as we go. We're winging it. <laughs> I am going with Thames River. Sean? I'm going with Thames River, too. Just give the ball out low and get out of there. Nope. It's fair. All right. We're going to stay up in that area for our last game. I love this game. I'm excited about this game. We got 4-0 and Ledyard. Dun, dun, dun. Play, playing three and one Waterford, like kind of not a surprise because Waterford's such a good program. But three and one, they got wins against Stonington, Rocky Hill, and New London after a loss to Brantford in the opener. And Ledyard, who lost Ryan Outlaw to transfer to St. Bernard's, which is Thames Rivers co-op, part of Thames River co-op. Ledyard four and zero, East Haven, uh, Griswold, Bacon, Weaver. Your my boy. I'm gonna say your boy, my boy, James Green. Mm. is killing it for the Colonels. I'm excited that this team is 4-0. I think I think Ledyard could do some some damage uh, once we get you know into the postseason here. And you could run the ball like that, and James Green has been dominant. Pretty sure he's got something like 800-something yards already this year. He's a baller. That said, I'm going with Ledyard. Colonels improve to 5-0. This is a tough one, Pete. You know, Waterford's been playing very well. Uh, you know, they knocked off New London. Uh, you know, they've gone on a little bit of a roll here since losing to Brantford in the opener, which, you know, now more and more I look at it that, I'm like, oh, man. But, you know, the ECC overall, you know, other than maybe Killingly, you know, it's got some work to do here. But this is a big game for both of these, these clubs. Green, as you mentioned, you know, he's really taking the spotlight and run with it. Um, just like he did last year toward the end of the season. I know they didn't play great. You know, they kind of lost their they lost Outlow and now he's not here at all. And then now they then they turn to Green. He still kind of makes the engine go there. Waterford, they have Hines, they have Sutton. We know all about the Sutton family. I mean, apparently they you know they turn him out over there. Um, you know, both and then uh, you know Hines obviously has been playing pretty well quarterback. Um, the defense has been, you know, decent. So uh that said, I'm I'm gonna go with the Colonels. Like you said, I I I like I like Green. I think this kid's got a lot to prove. He might even be the player of the year in the ECC or the day or somebody before this is all over. Um, I think he's doing a nice job with them. 4-0 with nothing to sneeze at right now. I think they keep it going. I'm going to go with the Colonels. All right. 
that will do it. I agree. I, I think I said earlier that I'm going uh, with the Colonels. We got another pretty packed week. And then when we get back after, we'll be at the midseason and everybody's playing again. So, uh, you know, I'm going to wrap it up now. Hopefully, again, like I say every week, hopefully I go 10-0. and 0, And I'll be on here to brag. But for Sean. Has anyone ever, I mean, have I, has, someone's gone 10-0, and 0, right? I think Fornabio has. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I might have gone nine and one once. I've never gone ten and zero. I think I've gone nine and one once. Thick yeah, once. it's tough, man. You know, get me to the postseason. I'll, I'll win the postseason. But the, the regular season stuff, man. I don't know. If you listen to the meat grinder, you know I have no, no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, that's good. We're the experts. Keep listening, but we have yeah, no idea in. what we're Tune doing. Tune in next week to see yeah. what other dumb this... things I'm gonna say. Exactly. All right, so for Sean Patrick Foley, I'm Pete Paguaga. We'll see you guys out on the field.